No matter how different our lives and stories may seem, we all have one thing in common, and that is the story of Jesus. His love for us, his story, unites us all. Whether it's my story, your story, their story, through Jesus, it's really all just our story. Let's look into today's chapter. Hello, friends, and welcome to the very first episode of the Our Story podcast. I am so glad to be in your headphones or on the speaker in your car, wherever you are that you are listening. Thank you and welcome. Um, my name is Megan, and like you heard in the intro, the focus of this podcast is just taking the stories of different people throughout my life and just in the world and seeing how all of our stories are intertwined through Jesus, the coolest person ever. I love Jesus. I can't think of a more appropriate way to start off the very first chapter of the Our Story podcast than to share with you my story. And my story is also kind of the story of our podcast. So look at that, two birds, one stone. It works out pretty well. So for those of you that don't know, my name is Megan. I am in my early 20s. I am a teacher, a camp co-director, a Bible study leader, lover of Jesus, lover of coffee, pizza, all those good things. I was born and raised Catholic, cradle Catholic right here. Um, But it probably wasn't until about high school when my faith really started to become my own. It changed from being something that I did just because my parents wanted me to, to being something that I did because I really wanted to. And it all really changed just due to a Bible study and a retreat that my family's parish ran. Um, I also was a camper and then staff member at the summer camp that I now co-direct. And it was just absolutely a huge part of my spiritual life growing up. And throughout the series, you will learn more and more about camp, probably too much, but there's no such thing as too much camp. So I don't even know why I said that camp is the best. So those were really formational to just my years as a young adult. And then once I got to college, I stayed pretty rooted in those things. And my faith really became just my own thing because I mean when you're in college you don't have your parents sitting next to you telling you to go to mass and telling you to try out new things. I made a lot of really great friendships in that period of my life as well and I learned a lot about myself and just where God was calling me to be. I had a pretty dramatic shift at one point in my college career where I had this friend who really helped me realize that even though I felt like I was hugely in control of my life. I don't know about you guys, but I like to plan everything out. I like to be in control of things. I like to lead things. And so this whole time I'm thinking that I have this grip on my life. And this friend really just showed me that I'm never going to have a huge grip on my life. I was just fooling myself into thinking that I had that because really the person who has the biggest hold on my life is God. He's the one that's leading me where I'm going. He's the one planning everything out. So really, I'm just wasting my time and energy and stressing myself out by trying to have so much control of my life. So I really just try to take this dramatic shift. I mean, it was pretty dramatic. My my friends were freaking out, wondering what was going on. I completely took myself off social media for a little while. I just, I mean, 
I, my friend Mary and I like to use this expression of the spiritual two by four, like came and smacked me in the head and kind of shifted my priorities around and shifted me to thinking solely on my relationship with Jesus. And I mean, it was, it was pretty dramatic, but it definitely, definitely worked. So fast forward to the last probably year and a half or so, I've really been challenging myself to be better at listening First of all, being open to listening to God's call. And then not only that, having the fortitude to actually go forth and do something about it. I think there's a lot of time in our lives that we hear God calling us to do something. We feel that presence. We feel that nudge towards something. But it can be scary to actually have the courage to just go forth and do it. So it's really been something I've been challenging myself to do lately. And that's it's led me to so many wonderful things. I mean, I'm teaching at this school that I never would have thought that I would have wanted to be at. But my students, my coworkers, the like just everything about it has just been so wonderful. And I'm just so blessed with that experience. And I mean, things like co-directing my camp. Some of my all-time favorite people have come from that experience. I mean, I, I can go and pinpoint all these moments that I took that leap of faith and I followed that place that God felt God was calling me towards and how it has just absolutely changed my life for the better. So needless to say, pretty good goal. Seems some pretty great effects so far. Wanted to keep seeing them. So one of the things that I wanted to kind of challenge myself with as well was to learn about some different saints and to kind of befriend them and kind of try to emulate different things that they did throughout their life to bring them closer to Christ. I mean, our saints are like our Catholic Hall of Famers, and so why wouldn't I want to learn from them? Um, So this year I was kind of thinking about it and praying about who I wanted, and I mean, there are just so many wonderful saints. I was like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, oh, or so-and-so, or so-and-so. I mean, it's just, they're there's so many. I want to I wanna know them all. They're just fantastic. So I'm trying to think about it. And then all of a sudden, it, it just hits me. There's a saint that I have, ever since I was a little girl, thought was just incredible. Absolutely incredible. And anytime my um, public school, well, whatever the classes are, we call them PSR, the classes for public school students just to learn about Jesus and Catholicism. Anytime we would do something about the saints, I would always pick the saint. Um, I remember distinctly being in like fifth grade and I demanded that I got to play the saint in our little reenactment of their life. Um, And I just kind of forgot about them for a little while. And then all of a sudden it just, it hit me. Joan of Arc, probably one of the coolest women to ever walk this planet. She is so awesome. Coolest lady ever. And I was like, oh my gosh, Megan, why did you not think of this before? So Joan of Arc has really kind of been my homegirl recently. I have this quote hanging up in my bedroom and she says, I am not afraid. I was born to do this. Wow. Right. And I was listening to this one podcast that I love to listen to in the morning. It's the Catholic feminist. I listen to it on my way to work almost every day. Um, And one of the guest speakers on that podcast was talking about Joan of Arc, which was awesome. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my girl. Um, Yeah, we're hanging out more, getting to know her a little bit better. And she was talking about how there are so many times when God is calling us to do things. We're like, no, like I'm not the best one for this. There's people who are better at this than I am. Like I, I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. And we let that fear hold us back. And she basically said, okay, but here's the thing. 
when God was calling Joan of Arc, this girl, this young woman, to go in quite literally to battle for him, did she sit there and say, "Mm, I'm probably not the strongest. I'm probably not the best fighter out there. No. She was like, okay, God, you're telling me to do this. I'm not afraid. I was born to do this. And she went out there and obviously was amazing in this incredible martyr that our church has because of that. She didn't think about anything else because she knew God was calling her to do it and he would sustain her and help her to do that. So I think if Joan of Arc can go out to battle and can be burned at the stake because of her love for God, I can get up and go do something that makes me just a little bit anxious to do it. I mean, I think about some of the things that intimidate me compared to that. I'm like, okay, if God can prepare her for this, God can prepare me for my first day ever teaching or our first day of camp or whatever it is that might be making me nervous. It's funny because they always tell you, you ask God and you shall receive. It's just probably not going to be the way that you expect. So after I've been, you know, trying to be more open to God, I was like, okay, God, like, I just feel like we're kind of at a plateau here. We're kind of at a standstill. Like, I don't, I don't feel you in the way that I used to. I don't see our relationship. Like, it just feels like it's just standing there and not doing very much. And I was praying for ways to incorporate it more into my everyday life. And I was like, man, why isn't there like, like, I I just really wish I was a part of a Bible study. I wish I was doing these retreats and going on these retreats and doing all these things. And I was just really afraid that these opportunities weren't presenting themselves in front of me because my friends were going on retreats. My friends were teaching at Catholic schools, doing all these things. And I was like, I don't do anything besides camp. (laughs) Well, here's another one of those uh, spiritual two by fours for you guys. I am sitting in mass and I've really just discovered in the last couple of months that the homilies are where God is speaking to me. And I don't mean through the priest. Yeah, sometimes that's the case. Our priest is, we have just wonderful priests um, in the parishes around me and they are just wonderful men and their homilies are great. But there are some days when I just cannot seem to focus And I have an Every Sacred Sunday Bible where I keep notes from the homilies and from Mass of just the readings and what God is speaking into my heart that that day, that morning, typically. Um, And as someone who is easily distracted and is very visual and kinesthetic, it's super helpful to have this journal to just kind of keep track of my thoughts, how Jesus is speaking to me, and I can reflect back on it. And it's just, it's really beneficial for my whole mass experience. But there are some Sundays when I'm sitting there, I'm trying really hard to listen, but I just, I can't focus. I just can't hear what our really awesome priest is sharing that Sunday. And I've come to realize that that's because God is trying to speak to me in a different way. And so I just close my eyes and I just say, okay, God, this is obviously not what you want me to listen to. What is it you want? What are you trying to say to me? And let me tell you guys, the absolute best realizations I've had, the absolute best things to have ever come in my life have all come while I'm sitting in mass and I am distracted and can't focus, which used to make me feel really bad. I mean, you're in mass. You're supposed to listen to the homily. You're supposed to hear this stuff. But sometimes what the priest is sharing during his homily 
is God speaking to you? You need to hear what he's saying. But there are sometimes when God has a different plan for you specifically, and he'll speak into your heart. You'll hear those distractions. You'll feel those distractions. And then some really great things will come to fruition afterwards. I'm a living example because let me tell you about some of the greatest things that have come from that. For example, one day during mass, I was sitting there and then just suddenly I was like, I want to help out with my my parish's confirmation team again. I missed doing it. Originally, I told them no. I was too busy. It was my first year teaching. There's no way I'd have time to do this. And I was just sitting there and I was like, yeah, no, I need to do it. I need to do it. And that's been just absolutely incredible. It's been such an enlightening experience for me. I've made some new friendships. Hopefully, <laughs> I've shared Jesus with some of our kiddos that we have there. Um, they're awesome. God love them. Please be with them. Um, but not only that, there was another time that I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? Why don't I start up Bible study? Why I'm sitting here, you know, thinking, man, I wish there was a Bible study for me to join. Man, I wish I was reading my Bible more. Man, like I wish it could be like this instead of like this. And it just hit me. I was like, dude, Megan, why don't you do it? I mean, you know what you want. You know what you'd like to get out of it. You have people who would come. Even if nobody shows up, if you're the only person that shows up, it's still some time with you and the Lord. And that's the whole point, isn't it? So that was awesome. We started up our Bible study. It's been fantastic. So any of my Bible study friends that are out listening to this, first of all, thanks for being the real MVPs and listening to my podcast. So I have at least one listener. But thanks for meeting me for Coffee and Jesus every couple of weeks. You guys are the best. So we started up this Bible study. And the very next day, I'm just sitting there thanking the Lord during Mass. Just like, oh, thank you for giving me this experience. It was just incredible. I'm so happy. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. I get to spend more time in your word. Like, Lord, thank you for helping me to discover this and realize that even though I never thought I would be someone that could lead this Bible study, thank you for showing me that I absolutely could. So while I'm sitting there praising him and just thanking him for just having that unfold in my lap during mass that one day, he hits me again with another thing. And it took me back to a couple different thoughts that I've had within the past couple of years. So the first one was some of our staff members, super awesome. You guys are also the best. Um, we were all talking at camp and we were like, oh my gosh, we should have a Bible study with all of us. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could have like a camp Bible study, we could meet up like once every other month, we could just get into the word, have some great fellowship, some great Catholic community, see each other, check in with each other and talk about camp. But most importantly, just cherish the love of Jesus and celebrate that love and spend some time with him. But we're all over our diocese. We're all over the state, even farther out than the state. And we're all so busy that it just it's it's feels impossible, honestly. I mean, it feels like we would just never be able to find a time or a space or a way to make it happen. So I'm sitting in mass, and all of a sudden, you know, Jesus comes back in with that two by four as I'm trying to praise him and just say thank you. And he says, he just kind of whispers to me like, Megan you have a way and you know how to be able to communicate. You have a way to be able to share the gospel and to minister to and create that community and that fellowship with people, even whenever we're far apart. I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, 
I listen to podcasts every morning on my way to work, thinking about how great it is that there are people across the country that feel similar ways that I feel and share our great faith. And I've never met them before, but I have that sense of community with them. So if I can have that with complete strangers, why can't I create that space for people that I love and people that I know and that I'm friends with? Which the first moment that I felt that I was like, man, you are kind of conceited, Megan, thinking that you with none of this catechesis training or um, I don't really have any business going out and doing this. But like Joan of Arc, I had God whispering kind of to me and just telling me, like, don't be afraid. You're born to do this. I'm calling you to do this. And it was just really funny because a couple months ago while I was listening to another one of my favorite podcasts, Blessed Is She, I was like, wow, wouldn't that be so much fun to just hang out with some other people who love Jesus and just have some coffee and talk about Jesus? Like, wouldn't that just be the coolest thing ever? And to get to share whenever you have those great conversations, those great enlightening moments, to just share it with people. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I have a really great Jesus conversation, the first thing I want to do is go tell more people about it and be like, guys, guess what so-and-so told me? Like, isn't this the most powerful thing you've heard? So while I'm thinking about how fun and how awesome and just super exciting this experience would be, I just, I felt like a little child, like this image of God walking me like to a carnival. You know how kids get really excited about carnivals and their eyes just get like really big when they see like all the lights and all the rides and the people and the music and they can smell the food and it's just wonderful. And their dad is just kind of like, go, like it's yours. That's kind of how it felt. It kind of felt like I was just looking at this possibility, looking into the future of what it could be. And he was just like, go, take it, try it. So even though, you know, it's a little bit scary, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm kind of like, what am I doing? You know, I don't, why, why am I doing this? Um, I know that just like Joan of Arc, God is not going to lead me into a battle where I can't succeed. As long as he's with me, as long as I'm wearing, you know, my trusting God is my full body armor, I can't fail. So whether it works out in a really awesome way and I have a couple of you that I get to be in your earbuds or in the speakers of your car or however you're listening, if I get to be there every now and then, then great. But if not, I know that there's a purpose behind it, whether I understand it or not. While it seems like a really scary and really intimidating way of living life, just kind of being like, well, whatever God says, whatever random gut instincts I get, okay, we'll call it good. Which, not going to lie, it is kind of scary sometimes, especially when I have things piling up, things on things on things to do. Yeah, it can be really intimidating. But overall, it's led me to nothing but pure joy and growth and even whenever I come upon these instances that are just unbearably hard or frustrating or I don't understand why this person doesn't want to be my friend anymore or why this friendship was so hurtful or why this had to happen at school or why I'm fighting with my brothers whatever (laughs) whatever situation it is that falls on my lap I at least I feel more confident throughout I guess and I mean I'm gonna repeat it again like Joan of Arc said I was born to do this I feel that I feel that 
full presence of armor, the armor of God just encompassing me. And it's, it's been absolutely life changing. So I challenge you, I guess, um, to find ways to listen to those calls and find, figure out where your space is when he's speaking to you. It might be in the middle of the homily when you're supposed to be listening to what Father's saying, or it might be another opportunity, but just try to find those times where you hear God calling so you know to be listening, I guess, you know, to be, to be ready, to be open to whatever it is that he's sharing with you and try to go forth with that courage like Joan of Arc and and do something about it because that's what really gets you it's really awesome to hear what he's saying and be open to it but it's even more awesome to do something with it so if you made it this far thank you so much for hanging out with me for the last couple of minutes learning a little bit more about my story with god and hopefully kind of seeing a glimpse into where this podcast is going to go I'm really excited about some of the guests that I have lined up for our future episodes, our future chapters. Get it? It goes along with the whole story thing, different chapters. Ha, I'm so funny. <laughs> Gosh, my jokes are so bad. I'm so sorry if you're sticking around and you're going to hear more of these. It's just, just grin and bear it. I mean, that's what my students do. <laughs> but thank you again for joining me today. Um, I hope that I get to have some more community with you again in the future. And yeah, so let's go ahead and close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, be in this space and be in our hearts. Lord, I want to thank you for the opportunity to get to know you deeper through fellowship and Catholic community. I want to thank you for the opportunity to hear you calling, especially those opportunities when I feel lost or hopeless or when I don't think you're near. Thank you for your never-ending love and the way that you guide us to the greatest carnival of life through your love. Help us to be more ready to hear your calls and to have the courage like St. Joan of Arc to go forward and act upon it. Remind us that with your love is our armor we can never fail and be with us throughout the rest of the week help us to shine your love into the lives of others and we ask this in the name of jesus amen in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen thanks again for joining us for this chapter i had so much fun and i'm so glad you were here see you next time on our story